From high atop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah, it's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, May 17th. Utah Governor Spencer Cox made a goal this year to visit high schools in all 29 counties of the state. Now he's almost done. He rounded the corner on the last leg of that mission with a visit to Grand County High on Monday. Thanks for the perfect weather, you guys. I know. It feels like the, the longest winter ever, and now I actually see some sunshine. The governor met Moab's mayor, school district officials, and several students outside the high school on a bright sunny morning for a little photo op. But he was eager to get inside the building, too. Because there, in the assembly room, he spoke to the student body about statewide issues that affect them directly. And one of the things that I'm worried about your generation is that you have a lot of pressure on you for sure. And, and, and the bad things in the world are constantly in, in front of you. That, that's different than any generation in history because we didn't have these growing up, right? We, Governor Cox holds up his cell phone. This year, Utah became the first state to enact laws limiting how kids can use social media. Targeting social media companies has become part of the governor's strategy to address mental health, bullying, and youth suicide. The research shows that social media and extended social media exposure, addiction to social media, is causing serious uh, mental health effects, effects, impacts, uh, depression, anxiety, self-harm in your generation in in ways that we have never seen before. And so we we passed a couple bills, and so we're, we're hopeful that we can get that implemented in the next that it will make a real difference. In his presentation, the governor also touched on education, drought, the rising cost of living. He framed these issues to students as things he's worried about and told them how he wants to address them. But perhaps the most interesting part of his assembly is when he invited students on stage to do the same. Tell him what they're worried about. Uh, I think I'm worried about the safety of my family, probably since there is a lot of dangers looking around these days? Uh, I'm just worried about our generation because they they are addicted to the social media platforms and those can cause bad situations that some people can't escape. I think I'm worried about like walking into the actual world where being an adult after school and all that. The governor's team can access the best data and policy analysis to set their overall agenda. So doing these in-person, one-to-one conversations with kids across the state, how will that affect the governor's future positions? Yeah, it's, it's been really fascinating. Um, we So there's a couple things that happen. One, after doing this, I think this is our 25th one, you start to see some themes kind of pop up, right, in in lots of different schools, small schools and big schools. And uh, those themes are helping to inform us as we're sitting down and talking about what does the future look like. So they really are helping us. And and then we've got some that aren't themes that are just specific kind of one-offs. We had a a young lady in a school who was asking about foster care and an issue around foster care. We're able to take that and actually go to our our, uh, Department of, of Health and Human 
human services and actually start working on fixing that very issue that she brought up. So, um, so I, I do think that kind of generally what we're seeing with, with mental health with our young people, um, it, with school safety, that's a question we heard one today that has come up over and over and over again. Um, that helps us understand, okay, we need to put more of an emphasis on this one and we need to be more engaged in this space. And that's exactly what we're doing. When we finish, we'll go and compile all of our notes and, uh, and then start working on next year's legislative session. There was another notable moment in Governor Cox's presentation to Grand County High. He asked students to describe the United States in one word. They said split, changing, scary, a mess, and optimistic. He says he's been getting that type of mixed response at every school and acknowledged the polarization in our country. He then challenged students to disagree better disagree without hating each other or tearing each other down. I think that uh, that our country, uh, I think our country is hungry, is desperate for what you have here. It is desperate for, for young people who understand um, that, that it is important to take care of each other. In spite of the big worrying topics addressed by him and the students at Grand County High, Governor Cox says the tour has him feeling optimistic. Yes, that one positive word thrown out there among a majority of negatives. Honestly, it's been, I don't know what I expected, but it's been better than whatever that was. <laughs> so <laughs> much better. So last night, my mother-in-law asked me, she's like, okay, so you've been going to all these schools. What do you think? And I said, you know, I, I'm actually more optimistic about our young people than when I started this, and I was pretty optimistic before, but it's just good. There's so many good kids. Every school also has its own um, kind of, vibe or culture and you can feel it pretty quickly as, as you walk in and there is an energy and you felt that today it was a good thing today was a really good day utah governor spencer cox completes his connecting utah tour next week at a high school in salt lake county all across the southwest there's a problem there's not enough water to go around and the water that does arrive often falls far away from where people live. That leads to tense conversations about how and where it should be used. A new project in Colorado is trying to bridge the gap, starting with the youngest water users. Alex Hager, with our partners at KUNC, reports. How well do you remember fifth grade? The days can be a blur of fractions and recess, but there were always a few memorable ones that stood out. Today is one of those days at Basalt Middle School. There's a special guest, and the kids are learning about water. And I want you to repeat after me. A watershed? A watershed. Is where all the water flows to one place. Megan Dean works with the Roaring Fork Conservancy, a local river nonprofit. In this classroom, the excitement levels are somewhere between field trip and substitute teacher showing a movie. Dean is here to help set them up with pen pals on the other side of the state. They start looking at their pen pals as uh, somebody that they can become friends with and somebody that they can share experiences with. And after learning and sharing experiences, it becomes a little easier to wrap your head around sharing water. You see, when adults have conversations about sharing water in Colorado and all across the Southwest, things get territorial. Right now, states that share the Colorado River are caught in a standoff. 
But when it comes to kids, Dean is hoping to set them on a more neighborly track. First, we spend a little time learning what water is used for. Cities, farms, habitats, and, well, just about everything. Just ask Cameron Hutter. Mm, I didn't know pizza required water. What did you think it was made of? I thought it was made out of dough. And we're learning another big surprise today. Where the water comes from and just how far it goes. In this state, more than 80% of the water falls on the west side of the mountains. But more than 80% of the state's people are on the east side. So these kids, in two schools on opposite sides of the divide, will be trying to bridge it with their letters. At first, student Harper French reacts the same as a lot of adults who learn about that split. So they should thank us for sharing the water. But the whole point of this activity is to combat that mentality, making kids think about working together to take good care of the shrinking resource. French is already lining up the questions for his pen pal. Uh, they, they live in like a giant city and stuff. What is it like? Like we live in a beautiful place. I don't know if they do. So I, yeah, I'd probably ask them about that. A few weeks later, I follow the letters on their journey all the way across the mountains to meet the other pen pals, this time in Aurora, just outside of Denver. I'm going to allow you to open your letters read them, and then we're going to talk about how you're going to respond to them. Teacher Karen Child is handing out brightly decorated envelopes from Basalt Middle School to her fifth graders. Mine's wrote, my name is Emily and I am a fifth grade at Bass Middle School. I live three hours away from Denver. Ooh, that's cool. Malaya Moore and her classmates are learning about how their buddies use water. Mine said that she likes to go rafting. She likes to um, make like plant, like water plants with her mom. She likes to watch movies, and she lo- she loves love loves rafting. I think I don't know if I said that already. But there's a common thread. The water that Cole Walton and the Aurora kids rely on every day is the same water used by their pen pals. I learned that both of our water comes from the same place, which is the snow and the mountains and the streams and the rivers. And that fact is one Roaring for Conservancy's Megan Dean hopes will stick. They see kind of the baseline science and knowledge as something that's very understandable, actually, because they're not distracted from personal wants. And that, she hopes, will help shape a new generation of water users in the West. I'm Alex Hager. This story is part of ongoing coverage of the Colorado River, produced by KUNC and supported by the Walton Family Foundation. And that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, May 17th. Get your community-powered journalism weekdays on the airwaves at noon and 6. You can also find KZMU News anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts. 